0: Hey everybody, it's D2 and I'm here with Forty Hands. This is the BUI podcast, Drunk Cyclist. We're drinking Modus Hopperendi today from Ska Brewing. And Mr. Forty Hands, who do we got in the studio with us today?
1: Yes, uh, today in studio we have the lovely Sarai Snyder. She is the president, CEO, founder, general manager, all around shot collar for Girl Bike Love. And, uh, we are ready to get at it, so welcome to the podcast, Sarai. Thank you. It's and, great to
0: be here. Let's just clarify, this studio that we're in is still just the corner of my home. That's basically my office slash porn dungeon, so don't don't be too impressed. It's still just D2's house. Uh, Sarai, how are you today? <laughs> I'm awesome. Good, good. Uh, Sarai, as uh, Forty Hands mentioned, she runs the website com. Uh, and the companion to that is Cyclofem.com, and we're going to talk a little bit more about both of those in just a moment.
1: So let's get right at it, Sarai. Uh, we're going to start Girl Bike Love, which on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, all that good social media stuff, right? Yes. Okay.
2: All at Girl Bike Love.
1: At Girl Bike Love. Let's just get right in it. Give us the 60-second background of Girl Bike Love.
2: Okay, so, um, Girl Bike Love was created to be a, a community for women who ride bikes, um, recognizing that there's just not enough, uh, uh, information out there for women to get started, to connect with one another, to learn about gear, um, to have fun, to ride bikes, to get to know each other, to learn what's the next step, what's the, What's the next um, adventure that they can tackle with a bicycle? So that's what Girl Bike Love is, is just bringing women together all over the country, sometimes all over the world, and, uh, you know, riding bikes together, talking about it.
1: All right. Uh, I don't think anyone out there can disagree that that is awesome. Uh, The catalyst for it, was it just you, the cycling community you found yourself in, was lacking certain features or characteristics for women, or was it just something you said – You know, this needs to get better, and you just grabbed the bulls by the horns and went for it.
2: Um, All of the above. I I ran a bike shop uh, for about four years in the Cincinnati area, and when I was there, that's when I really started to see the – the the potential that the bicycle really has for women um it's a huge tool for empowerment it has been since the you know late 1800s um it's it's really the the impetus for um women's emancipation because the bicycle provides independence access connectivity things that women didn't really have before that time so um looking at that and recognizing that that it's still a tool for for those things it still has that function um, and recognizing that there, there was a lack of connectivity and support for women to get started riding and seeing, you know, what it was like to take a woman from a, a non, being a non rider to a cyclist and the, the changes that it, that it made in their lives. Um, it was just a really great time in my life. And, and when I left that shop, I just, I wanted to create something bigger. I wanted to use my knowledge to, to, Make that community um, just a lot healthier
1: All right. and when you when you say women cyclists you mm-hmm. you don't mean women racers as much as we kind of understand that racers will get a lot of the the headlines and the publicity it's truly just about getting women on bikes
2: absolutely um I mean we don't you know we're we're really excited to talk about women racing um, and support them, but girl bike love is really kind of like that. That uh stepping stone it's the first place that that well, actually it's more like the second place. Um, they have to know about riding first, hopefully we can help with that, but you know to even think about riding, taking them from from the thought to um the community and the the education and on a bike,
1: okay.
0: Can I just, I just want to interrupt for those of you guys who are listening, uh, to the Drunk Cyclist podcast. I do want to assure you that you are in the right place. This is Drunk <laughs> Cyclist. Uh, we, we, we catch a lot of shit for, you know, we post women in, you know, skimpy clothes on bikes and, you know, we like that. We appreciate nipples. that, but there is another side to it and we are totally on board with, you know, women riding more, being a part of this culture and not just being poster children for, you know, Bikini models and and bicycles. We like that. Don't get me wrong. But we are here to present <laughs> another side of that because we are all stoked about any time there's there's a women's community uh, of riders. And I think that's what what we're here to tell you today. So, you know, drink, drink your beer and listen, because this is important. Uh We're drinking beer and Sarai's got a lot of good stuff to say. That is my, my interruption. You may continue now.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't really know how to get back into such a serious dialogue well, I'm glad after I just, that.
0: I just totally ruined everything. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, well, actually, I mean, we'll let that segue as it is. I mean, obviously, out there, a lot of, you know, and we are completely responsible for a lot of it, but, I mean, it's like, ooh, chick with nice set of legs, a nice ass, a pair of spandex shorts, and a tight jersey, like. All right. That, I like that. But I mean, for, for something like Girl Bike Love, do you think of that as what you're working against or is it just, it, it, how, how does that factor into everything or affect things?
2: Well, I think the reality of it is that, um, riding a bike in general is sexy. And Amen. so, I mean, it is right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's because it's, it's empowering,
0: Right. <laughs> I'm a little distracted by forty-hand chamois right now. I'm not gonna lie. Just a wet chamois. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh,
2: yeah. So, so riding bikes it, in itself is sexy because it's powerful. Um, it it gives you that confidence that you need in everyday to stand a little bit taller. Um, it, it's it's just a beautiful thing, and so you know it's we. We need to make sure that we are um, you know, showing the other side of that, you know that just riding a bike itself is sexy, you know you don't have to show your legs and your boobs to to be sexy on a bike.
1: It helps, right? <laughs> I, didn't for, know I that. Because she rolled so. her eyes but kind of nodded, but kind of nodded.
2: I don't know about that.
1: I for, and for those who don't know, I can it's get good away thing on video. making these cracks to Sarai to some degree because we've known each other for a few years and she knows that it comes from a place of humor and not – I don't mean it.
0: <laughs> I met Sarai five minutes ago, so I'm going to push her buttons and see if she dumps a beer on me today.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean so – but along those lines, it's I mean – before. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think the – for a lot of what we think of of like, oh, not necessarily women's empowerment in cycling, but the, the, the classic example of women, sex appeal, cycling is like the – the Cycle Passion calendar shoot when when that comes out and the, the videos for the making of it and like, you know, I think it was Liz Hatch who went and did a you know, couple page spread in Maxim Magazine where she's covered in Greece. Um once again, I mean how does that how does that help? How does that hurt? If you if you ran Cycle Passion, what would you do differently? Or if you could make a
0: Hot you know, dudes. right hot dude uh, uh, This is
2: this is big time trouble. So what I, <laughs> what I usually uh, do uh, with Girl Bike Love is just um, ignore all of what you are talking about right now. Um, I just ignore it. I I choose to not have an opinion because I I know that for some people um, that is that is appealing. You know, for some women they you know they they need to be motivated by seeing women look like that to say, I want to look like that. You know, that's not me. That's not probably most women. I don't know that it's the healthiest um, reason to be riding a bike. I think it's, it's definitely um, more, it speaks to men more than it speaks to women. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I I try to stay out of it because the most important thing that I've decided with Girl Bike Love and with CycloFem is that we have to be the positive voice. So if i'm just going to get up here and complain about what you guys do or what you know cycle passion does that doesn't help anybody right it's not yeah. it's not um it's not it's a waste of my time it's a waste of your time it's a waste of energy in propelling you know the notion forward that we just need to have more women riding bikes
0: and so so girl bike love is is a very interesting site because it is all about women and it's for women, but I think you know going there as a male it's it's also interesting and useful for me how do you when you when you look at the cycling industry, which is very male centric um, there there's there's one aspect of okay we need to draw women in, but also because men are the predominant users of racers of bikes um how how do we get men to the point where they Not only accept women in in the cycling industry, but also get stoked about it and say it's um, it's awesome that there are more women now in the cycling industry and they're doing more things. And this is, this is a very positive thing because I think there's a lot of, you know, the men out there who are just, it's a very testosterone based sport. You know, we're racing and we're, we're pushing hard. Uh, how do we engage men? To the point where we say, "Look, man, this is awesome that there's more women and that there's strong women. They're not going to show you their 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 ass and their tight spandex. That's not what they're here for. They're here to race and be awesome and just ride bikes." How do you engage the men too? I guess is the end question there.
2: Well, that's what we're doing right now. I mean, um, the reality of it is you that mean we're part of the solution right now. You are part of the first <laughs> time ever. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I've never been part yeah. of this solution this is weird I don't know what to do where do I put my hand I
1: and I think I was I thought it was part of the problem just a few minutes ago so I'm not saying that you're not <laughs>
0: so I just bailed us out yeah. and just buried us in one now second.
1: that now that we've interrupted what was obviously going to be a very strong and smart point you can get back to that oh great <laughs> whoops um,
2: well we it's a, you know, it's a, that's the biggest battle, I think, actually. Um, individually, most, um, most men will say, yes, we need more women riding bikes and we like to see women riding bikes, but there's kind of this culture, um, of cycling that, that doesn't, um, that doesn't include women. And that's, uh, I think the, the, largest problem is just helping men to realize that yes you can be a part of the solution and the way to be a part of the solution is to provide the invitation make sure that you're inviting women to come out and ride um you know our we use the hashtag man ambassador so we have tons of manbassadors like we depend on you guys to to make that um that invitation friendly and welcoming and bring women in because the reality of it is that while the the bicycle has played a huge role in the history of of women. Women haven't played as large a role in the history of the bicycle. So we're kind of creating that culture um, because we haven't really had it. You know, so we, we need to have our own place, but we also need to be integrated into the larger culture. And so making sure that that I really think that the invitation is probably the most important thing, making sure that um, even though it feels like a man's culture and it feels like a lot of the events might feel, you know, really male dominated, making sure that it is expressed that women are welcome.
0: You, you, you keep talking about, uh, history. Uh, women at bicycles playing, playing a significant history role in his, geez. Okay. I'm going to start that <laughs> one over. Uh, the bicycle playing a significant role in the history of women and women's rights and things like that. Can you talk more about that? What do you mean when you, when you start talking in that, uh, that, that realm? What, what, how historically has the bicycle affected women? Uh, what is that role and what does that interplay?
2: So, um, I guess it was like, uh, when the bicycle was, um, created. Um, Before that time, women didn't really have um, access to independent transportation. So it was, it created an opportunity for for women to gather together in a way that they hadn't had the opportunity before. And so um, given that opportunity to gather independently played a a really important part. Also, you know, women hadn't been encouraged to um, be physically active. so. Thinking of the bicycle as transportation as a, you know, originally, but how that physically impacted them um, and then therefore mentally impacted them and their spirits. But also, you know, when the bicycle came into existence, women were wearing like petticoats and corsets and they couldn't breathe. You know, they, they could barely walk down the street because of their their attire, and the bicycle uh, is was the impetus for for women wearing pants. So it's,
1: wow.
2: yeah. I mean, women had to uh, to wear pants to wear to ride bikes. So that's kind of like how, um, you know, few simple ways that that the bicycle changed things for women.
0: Very interesting. I did not know any of that at uh, all. History lesson, not even remotely. Yeah, because I am ignorant. Yeah, but we're becoming ambassadors today.
1: Yeah. We're, we're transitioning. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that. Salute. I'm Cheers. actually done with mine. Oh my God. <laughs> um, we're like two minutes into the podcast. Yeah. I think show. I made it 15. Right. Uh, so, I mean, we – you just getting back to – and this will probably be a two-parter – getting back to cycling or the bicycle as, as a form of transportation. Um, how much of it is – the varying degree of that um, – versus, for the U.S. versus the world? I mean, we obviously can always think of the perfect cycling utopia of, like, Denmark or the Netherlands, where it just seems like everyone rides a bike and they have perfect infrastructure. It doesn't matter when man, woman, or child, versus, you know, the United States. I don't know if they're, what the concrete numbers are as far as men cycling commuters versus women cycling commuters. Do you see any variations on that on a on a global scale? And if so, do the... Do things have to change, or there? I mean, is there a and a way that maybe America is lacking versus other parts of the world that we could follow their model?
2: Well, I mean, cities in the U.S. were created around the car, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the automobile, and so um, we have a we have kind of a long road to go in in dealing with that issue in itself, uh, as far as infrastructure goes. Um, but I I think that so yes uh the u s is pretty far behind, but um it's surprising that the number of women riding bikes is not as low as people think that it is um especially when it comes to uh transportation i mean it 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 absolutely needs to be better um but it's growing i mean the women's sector is growing so much faster than than any other part of of cycling and so it's really important to pay attention to that. I think that, um, one of the things that, that as advocates, when we're talking about transportation, that we have to be careful of, um, a lot, there's a lot of talk about using the, the statement, more women would ride bikes if, if it was safer, or if they felt that it was safer. And that statement in itself is kind of, um, self-prophesying. Right. It also so, seems so, a touch misogynistic. Yeah. So you're so you're instantly giving people um, a reason to not ride bikes. So I feel like, uh,
0: and not just women. I mean, all people. Exactly. Really. I mean, exactly. Yeah.
2: It, it's just that, that that women are more risk adverse right. than than men are in general. Um. So so highlighting the reward and not ignoring the risk, but just not highlighting the risk is, um, I think, is kind of an important shift that we're seeing in advocacy right now. It's more about telling positive stories and um, the opportunity that a bicycle brings and less about talking about the the risk or the, you know, dangers that come along with it.
0: The scary parts of all of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then this is something, I guess, kind of similar. I, I was having didn't a... really answer your question right
2: no, there. It, it,
0: but... it, no, it's No not even it, heard his question. We don't listen to him.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> He's just here to drink beer. Yeah.
2: I'm <laughs> learning <laughs> to direct the conversation the way I want it to go. That's <laughs> totally
0: fine. That's probably
1: better. That's, We're that's mostly incoherent fine.
0: through all of this.
1: Um, well, actually, no. You can't – well, you can – yeah, obviously, you'll be able to direct this however you want it to go. Uh-oh. Um a conversation I recently had, a friend of mine, she's, uh, obviously, she's a woman. Uh, but <laughs> she's, she's a she. She's best qualifier of the entire
0: podcast. Right
1: she is a she. Uh, she lives about like three to four miles away from her place of work, uh, and could easily commute there. And when I asked her, it's like, oh, why don't you? She owns a bike. They use it to her and her husband use it to get around. And it's like, well, I, I have a job where I need to, dress nice, and I have to wear makeup, and I have to shower. Um, I'm blessed to some degree that I keep a pair of sneakers in my office and can get away with working at my desk job after taking a whore bath in the bathroom. (laughs) I I don't think, you know, this... (laughs) Whore bath. Wait.
0: (laughs) The woman runs a site called Girl Bike Club, (laughs) and you just use the term whore bath.
1: My grandmother taught me that phrase. I think it's okay.
0: Oh good. Please continue. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so no I comment. mean,
1: with, with to, to some degree, that that hurdle that may exist is there. How do how do you hop that hurdle?
2: Well, I mean, the reality of it is that 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 hurdle in itself comes from cultural expectations, right? Mm-hmm. So this. Um, in in our culture, it's expected that you need to wear makeup and that you need to dress a certain way that um, is maybe a little bit more complicated than just you know rolling out of bed in your PJs. So you know that that's something that our culture has kind of created. And so I think that it's a bigger it's a bigger um, question than just how do we ride bikes and get to work and you know. Look good, and all of that stuff, but actually, like taking the time to to figure out how to make those things happen because each one is possible. It's just about deciding to to take that step and make that decision to um you know carry certain things to work with you or have them at work or choose what you're gonna wear according to um how you're gonna ride your bike and so I guess what I'm trying to say is that um It's a decision that everybody has to make to, you know, set an example and say, well, this is possible and I'm going to, I'm going to change my life in a way to, to make it possible. So, I mean, it's a, it's a big challenge that she's facing. That's the reality, Mm -hmm. but it's not a challenge that she can't overcome. And, um, you know, maybe that's my job. Maybe I need to, to put more information out there about how to make that possible.
0: To, to play a bit of devil's advocate for a moment, some of those beauty standards and the, the ideas of showing up to work looking beautiful, um, and I use air quotes with that, because, you know, I, I, there's so many ways to interpret the word beauty, and, you know, I, I, I mean, my wife is a certain type of beautiful, your wife is a certain type of beautiful, you're a certain type of beautiful i a certain type of beauty. I mean, the, the, you know, the, the, idea that, the idea that a woman has to show up to work with makeup on and, you know, all the, the things that they've learned to do since they were kids, how much of that is uh, perpetuated by women themselves? I mean, you think about beauty magazines, you think about all that nonsense that women are basically trained to believe about themselves. Which honestly, you talk to guys, especially guys who ride bikes, they're going to tell you that beauty for them is a different sort of thing. It's like I like a girl who rides bikes and is in shape, and I don't care if she wears makeup, and I don't care if she smells bad when she gets to work because she rode here. You know, the idea of beauty has has morphed, and a lot of that is a man's fault, but a lot of it too is perpetuated by women. Um, is is that valid, or am I just being an, an an ass here and missing a point?
2: I think there's some validity to that, but. um, you know, the, it's, I think that it's, uh, not quite that simple. Um, it's, uh, an expectation and, and I think that, that it would be really great if we could change the expectation from being beautiful or like, you know, um, our culture's expectation of what beautiful air quotes, is. Beautiful. Yeah, air quotes, beautiful. <laughs> to put together. I mean, because the reality of it is if you're going to be a professional and if you're going to be taken seriously, you have to look put together. You have to look, um, like you are prepared to take on the day. And I think that some women might misinterpret what that means. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to wear a ton of makeup because you know, if you ride your bike to work, um, even in three or four miles, you, you you know, you flush your skin, you've got this vibrance to your mind and to your spirit that is, that goes a really long way. And so recognizing that, that those things are just as important as, you know, putting on a bunch of makeup,
0: that glow,
2: yeah, that glow, it's, uh, it's kind of special.
0: I agree. Glowing. <laughs> um, I want to glow. Um, anyway, let's uh shift really quickly if we can, unless you have other questions you're dying to get to. No, uh, no. In which case, I'll ignore you anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Cyclophem, which, uh, you know, I, I like I said earlier, I, uh, I had read through Girl Bike Love, really enjoyed that, but I hadn't heard of Cyclophem except for I saw briefly on the sidebar of Girl Bike Love that there was a little badge here up at the top, Cyclophem, but I didn't click on it. I didn't look at it, which is my stupid fault. Tell me about Cyclofem, not Cyclofem as my stupid ass said it, Cyclofem.com. Tell me about that. What is it? Uh, Why are we looking at it?
2: So, um, Cyclofem came about because I had been working at Girl by Glove for a couple years, and I felt that um, at that time, there was a lack of uh, positive message out there, um, when it came to women cycling, it, like all the conversation felt like it was about, well, we don't have enough gear or we're not getting enough prize money or it's not safe to ride bikes. You know, it just felt like the whole conversation was negative and there wasn't enough of that celebratory aspect, you know, not enough of that culture for women in cycling, um, to attach to, so it was like, well, let's find a way to join our voices and in a positive way celebrate the fact that we have come a long way. I mean, a lot of changes have been made. There's a lot more women riding bikes, and we want to be happy about that, right? We want to recognize it. So um, I connected with uh, with some women in New York that have uh, a branding agency, and they ride bikes. It's a four-woman branding agency, and they all ride bikes in the city. And they're just as passionate about women riding as I am and recognizing the, the larger potential for having a positive voice for women cycling. So CycloFem was created to honor the past, celebrate the present, and empower the future of women in cycling. We celebrate uh, on one day. It's on the U.S. Mother's Day every year. Last year we had 229 rides in 31 countries and this year we're, we're shooting for 500.
0: And these are these are oh, this is a non-competitive ride or is it actually a race or
2: It's non-competitive. It's actually regardless of bicycle preference.
0: Okay.
1: And so, to the people out there in listening land, uh hopefully some of your women, we probably would have scared you off in the first two episodes. Maybe we're bringing it back with this one, but uh I mean'm so sorry' to, you you say you you want to get up to the five hundred ride goal how do you let's just say you know you were telling us beforehand Denver doesn't have a ride if you're a woman in Denver and you wanna just take the reins on this, how do you set up the ride
2: so it's actually um very grassroots. It's, it takes someone that, that wants to get involved to decide that they want to put on a ride and make it happen. It's a, it's an easy opportunity to partner with bike shops or with coffee shops to make something like that happen. Uh, the logistics are all planned locally. Um, but it's, it's amazing because so many women have been just so excited about it and, and empowered to get involved. That they may have never been on a group ride themselves, but they're ready to plan on one so um anybody can do it 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 can be something really simple ride from a coffee shop to the park or you know take the bike trails or even you know a longer ride. I mean there's some some huge rides that are going on so the there's time.
1: there's no minimal mileage there's no it doesn't have to be pavement, it doesn't have to be dirt. you can just you can literally do it how you want to do. In your own area,
2: very few rules for cyclopharm. The, the only rules rule are is there are no rules. The, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and men are also encouraged to help out. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. So, it's
2: in celebration of women. It's not women's only. Good.
0: good.
1: So where do you right now? What kind of what places are you missing rides in that you think? I mean, you, obviously Denver. Where else? Well,
2: we're only in like ten countries right now. So, um,
1: I well, we've got a lot of I to because because I don't count think countries. we reached that far. <laughs> Um, so are... in
2: the U.S., I think we have uh, thirty, thirty-eight um, states. Maybe um, last year we were missing just a few states, and the interesting part is that we've covered most of those. Which Hawaii,
1: the ones you missed last year, you've the gone, ones. Okay. Which, well,
2: we need a we need North Dakota. So North Dakota, if you're listening, we didn't have a ride there last year. North
0: Dakota. Hey, yeah. that one guy who lives in North Dakota. People, I saying, make it happen. <laughs>
1: North Dakota. Well. There I mean there's Fargo. There's people there. There's yeah. an airport.
0: There's at, at, least, at least at least ten to twelve people. It might be Bismarck,
1: Dickinson. I mean fuck and all it, those it, people with all the extra oil money out in the western part of the state. What if the, the car
0: to Dakota's not that far away? If you're a Coloradan and the Colorado one's already done, let's let's go to North Dakota. Fuck, go
1: ride the Matahe Trail. Yeah. I'll Stop bitching
0: beach. and make a freaking ride for cyclophem. <laughs> Tired of your whining.
1: <laughs> all right, so pretty much if someone locally just wants to put on a ride, they get to do it how they'd like to do what they're interested in and they can they're is it are they're encouraged to partner with a local shop, or does that just help?
2: I think it helps. Um kind of just perpetuates you know,
1: the now women they know that this is a shop they can feel comfortable with.
2: Exactly. Okay. I mean basically having come from running a bike shop and seeing some of the challenges and you know, bike shops are always asking me, how can we get more women in? How can we talk to women? And the reality of it is that, you know, we're not the opposite of men. We're not that much different. We're individuals. We're cyclists. We, we ride different types of bikes, you know, recognizing that is really important, but CycloFem is a great opportunity to kind of bridge that gap, to have that first conversation and say, look, we we support women in cycling. We believe in this. We want more women to ride bikes. And so we're going to celebrate with you. So yeah, um, CycloFem, the way that it was created, it it is a tool that I believe bike shops can use to, to start that conversation. So hopefully, yeah, more will get involved.
0: All right. So if you're a bike shop out there and you want to get in touch with uh, Sarai, Go to GirlBikeLove.com or CycloFem. They can go to CycloFem as well, I assume? I
2: think there's some contact information on there. Go to GirlBikeLove, for God's sakes. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Or, you know, get in touch with us at Drunk Cyclist. We'll be happy to put you in touch. uh, D2 at DrunkCyclist.com.
1: Yeah, and it's worth noting, too, if you go to the CycloFem webpage, you can see that there's apparel you can purchase to support the cause. You can just donate money. You personally can make a pledge to just Empower women in cycling. It's a, uh, it's really easy to do, and oddly enough, will probably make you feel better about yourself. I still have mine on my fridge. Awesome. Put it, I put it up there like a a report card. I was proud of. We're we're <laughs>
2: translating the pledge right now. We've got it in Chinese, uh, Spanish, and English, available for or for download on the website, and uh, we're working on many, many more
0: languages. we'll be we'll be doing a translation for drunk idiots so for those there, of you yeah. who are inti- intimidated don't worry <laughs> it'll, incu- it'll include Horbath <laughs> Horbath will be there somewhere uh,
1: and you also have the Cyclophem t- <laughs> no, there's not that's the best part, there isn't um,
0: we're going to see if we can have her roll her eyes so much she passes out right, we're getting I close.
1: saw uh, you guys also have the tattoo, the Cyclophem tattoos yes. and a very famous person happened to be wearing them pretty when you've been doing
2: blah, blah, blah. What <laughs> <laughs> a few, that
0: didn't really that make sense. sense. <laughs> no, the, a
2: few, few people have worn them. Um, we've seen some support from different racers in the tour of California, um, the last couple years, which is really cool because tour of California always starts on mother's day and also Cyclophem. So the first year, um, Peter Sagan was uh, crossing the line in first place with the cyclophem tattoo on his on his arm. I've
0: heard of him. He's like, what, Cat 3? Yeah. Three?
2: yeah. And while guy. he was
1: wearing the tattoo, did he hold off from squeezing the podium girl's ass? That was, yeah. He wore the tattoo before. <laughs> okay. you know? So he's kind of fallen off ever yeah. since then. He, he has a
2: chance to redeem himself. You need to okay. send him
0: another cyclophem tattoo. I think so, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> no more ass-grabbing and... Uh, he uh,
2: needs to sign the pledge, I think.
1: Yeah. Okay. We'll work on that. Yeah.
0: What? Oh, uh, was that the only? The only? No, I mean, I, I.
2: We've had a few more. We've had yeah. some of the Optum uh, guys wear the tattoo, and. Um, what about those
1: assholes from Garmin? Yeah, I. No, they no, haven't. I don't know. They're they just oppressive hasn't and misogynistic.
2: Really Radio Shack, some of the guys from Radio Shack, okay. and, you just call and then you know, of course, it. all of the amazing women who have. Worn yeah, the well, jacket. let's get into yeah. that. Yeah,
1: screw the men. Who, let's let's talk about the the women racers who are kind of helping to, to move this movement forward. Um, and I know you just got back from a, a nice little week long ride, over on the other coast. It's. Mm-hmm. There's a company who we love to hate, who mm-hmm. I'm just not going to mention. I'll let you mention them if you want them. We'll
0: call them the unmentionables.
2: We don't have to. We don't have to mention them.
1: Well, they were pretty. I mean, you can because they were so awesome to you. I'm gonna hold my breath on it. <laughs> um, but tell us about that.
2: Um. Well, I. Tend to wear a lot of Rafa clothes.
1: <laughs> Don't be ashamed. I'm not I'm just, ashamed.
0: I'm I mean, they make oh, great clothes. I'm going to overdub every time you say that name. I'm just going to overdub it with unmentionables. So okay, like, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, good. So continue.
2: <laughs> yeah. So um, we we went out to uh, to L. A. Um, they brought a really awesome community of women together from all over the country, and um, you know, uh, set us up with some partners uh, to ride with. Um, We've got some really great helmets from Jiro and shoes. And I'm on a fantastic new trek uh for the year, which I'm really excited about. It's actually pretty freaking nice, I'll have to say. Is it a women's um,
1: specific or
2: it's the women's domain, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so
1: that's good. They have a really nice, well made women specific road bike. It's
2: really fun to ride. Okay. I will say that it it descends. Like you would not believe. All right. Yeah. This Um, is where
0: I get to roll my eyes a little bit. uh (laughs)
2: Uh-oh. I'm a mountain biker at heart. That was a good one, right? I really Um, am. Yeah. I hit my head on the wall. Almost went as high as mine. (laughs) Let it slide. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) fine. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the thing that I really like about Rafa is that they tell a really great story. And even though, you know, their, their message is glory through suffering, which we don't all necessarily want to suffer. Um, you know, they, they have beautiful images. I mean, who doesn't want to top a mountain riding a bike the way that they portray it? And so that's the thing that I love about the company. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's really what it's all about is, is you know, putting something out there that that everybody wants to be a part of, and I think they've done a really great job of that.
1: I'm guessing because you're such a big supporter, they make really nice women's clothing as well. They do. Okay.
0: I've seen an alarming lack of beards in their photos. I'm just saying.
2: I yeah. But lots of beards yeah. and
0: ironic mustaches. There are. There are you should yeah.
2: be behind the scenes. Trust yeah. me, it's not that bad.
1: <laughs> 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 All right. I mean, so so Trek made you a really sweet women-specific mountain b- or road bike. Rafa makes you really sweet women-specific clothing. What other companies in the cycling world not only make really good um, bikes or accessories or clothing for women, but they also kind of get behind the women's cycling movement and not necessarily just from a we're trying to make money standpoint?
2: Wow. Um, there's actually a lot, and I I hope that I don't neglect to mention um, – some that are out there, but... Uh,
1: if you add on, and all those who I forgot... And all those who covered. I forgot. okay. If you awesome, don't
0: say their sweet. name, we'll just assume they hate women. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So, so no pressure. <laughs> good,
2: good. Uh, you know, we've seen a, a ton of support from um, Stan no Tubes. Uh, they do an, an amazing job of reaching out to women. Um, there's a lot of companies who are... Uh, I'm really excited about the new Jiro Women's line, the Urban line. Um, I haven't checked that out yet, like actually worn it in person yet, but I think it's, I think it's, uh, it looks really good. Um, who else? Uh, club ride does a great job. Um, and you know, I'm kind of one of those people that I, you know, I, I'm excited about the gear, sure, but I'm more excited about the people that, that email me and message me and say, hey, how can we get involved? How can we how can we support you? Um Planet Bike has been doing that recently. Um yeah, even in the industry, QBP has been really, really great at, at supporting us. Twin Six, they make our, our Cyclophem T shirts. Um let's see who else? Uh Primal, they're making our, our Cyclophem kits and jerseys and uh I think they're right down the road too. Yeah, they're yeah, here they're in, in, Denver. in Denver. Yep. yep. Wow. Yeah. Now,
0: if I'm a bike company uh, and I contact you and say, "Hey, we want to help out," what exactly do you want to hear? what do you What do you want? What kind of help do you want? What kind of things do you want to see a brand reach out to you with?
2: Well, the reality of it is that that I don't want to be expected to take sides, and I, and I think that that's the hardest part is kind of breaking that that um, that that barrier in the cycling world. You know. Um, yes, I I have certain companies that I partner with, um, but I don't want to have to say that I partner with you because, you know, um, I don't want to turn anybody off. I don't want to turn anybody down. This is about encouraging more women to ride bikes and getting them what they need to be successful as riders. It's, it's, um, and hopefully, um, a lot of these brands recognize that, that that message in itself is so much more important than hey we 're sponsored by so-and-so. so and so, so that 's what I want to hear. I want to hear how can I help you um, because the reality of it is that that if you're women are the future of cycling, this is where I get really serious. <laughs>
0: You know, Are you, you put, ready? Wait, yeah. Let me put my serious face on. Okay. I should probably
1: just put right. duct tape over my mouth so I don't, so I don't say go, anything. Go in, so in there. I'll well, shut yeah. the door. to <laughs> jump in your dirty clothes, Hamper.
0: He's wearing cut-off He's jean just shorts just and chamois sh- 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 underneath. There's nothing serious about 40 hands right I will right testify now. to that. All right. Yeah. All right. You, yeah, gotta, you got, got serious mode. Okay. Serious mode. mode. Okay, mode. Serious mode. okay. We're ready.
2: Right. So, uh, yeah. The, the thing is, is that honestly – Cycling industry can be a little bit short-sighted. And <laughs> I thought was do you mean? <laughs> so <laughs> where, where women become really, really important to cycling is uh, attaching to the next generation because 70% of teachers are women. Um, when college students were polled, 40% of them said that that mothers were the most important influence in their lives. If you look at families who ride bikes, it's not typically because the man in the family rides bikes, it's because the woman in the family rides bikes. So, if we want future generations to ride bikes and not drive cars or ride bikes because it's healthy and it's a great activity and it's you know, a great way to move. Then we have to engage more women. We have to make sure that women are 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 providing that message. So that's and it. And this, this
0: is a great time to be to be giving that message because I, I've been reading a lot of articles where it's saying a lot of uh, you know the millennials are eschewing buying cars. They're not buying cars. They they want alternative forms of transportation. So this could be a very huge moment for the cycling industry. Uh, and like, like you said, they, they are pretty short sighted. So I wonder if they, they are really taking advantage of that opportunity, uh, that, you know, millennials are, are looking for better ways than the car to get around the bike and, and women could really lead the way on that. I mean, it's, it's, it's not crazy to think that this could be a, a pivotal moment in history. And so, you know, as a woman in the cycling world, you, you know, you very well could be spearheading a bigger movement than, than, than just getting, getting women on bikes, bikes, you know? And that's, that that's would pretty be the thrilling. Hope. Yeah. Right. Um, just real quick, um, remember you are listening to the Drunk Cyclist podcast. <laughs> uh, we actually, we, you know, every time we, we record the podcast, um, I always put on Facebook, I say 40 Hands and I are going to be recording the podcast if you've got, you know, questions or comments, send them in. And there's literally never like a, an actual leg- legitimate question. It's like, are you drunk? I like poop, you know, like <laughs> stupid shit. But uh, Kyle here actually asked a legitimate question. It's for you, Sarai. And it says, my girlfriend is looking for her first real mountain bike. She has her eye on the salsa. El mariachi three size extra small. She's five one. Uh, any advice for beginning female shredders, things you wished you would have known when you were starting out. This is like a legitimate. Wow. It's actually it's spelled right. Nice works. <laughs> He's quite that obviously awesome. sober. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, um, first of all, I would say nice choice on steel. Um, uh, that's a that's a great place to start. Um, that is
0: steel, right? The El Mariachi. Yeah, there, well, there's, a well, there's a Taiwan. Oh, there's a so, Taiwan. Okay, well, but if you're starting to really, really awesome too.
2: You really gonna? Um, go um, on you know, right. I'm, I'm not really up to date on the sizing on that bike. Um, I think that that my my for the first mountain bike and the most important thing, obviously, she's five one. So the most important thing to recognize with women, which is completely opposite to the way that the cycling industry tends to. um market and build bikes is that our strength to weight ratio is less. So therefore um, she needs to have a lighter bike. Um, That's the reality. So uh, I think steel is a great idea because it's very compliant. It's comfortable. Um, Hardtail is a great way to learn to ride a bike and then go into full suspension if you want to. But make the rest of the components as light as you possibly can put some super light wheels on that bike. Um, yeah, go to um, give her all the opportunity that she can possibly have. Um, yeah, light, make it light.
0: So, so it, 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 I hate to, God, I hate to say this, but maybe carbon, uh, God, I felt dirty even saying that, but maybe carbon. Maybe carbon fat bike wheels.
2: <laughs> wow. You're just trying to get me in trouble now. I don't know. I, you know, I think that uh, my steel single speed Fully rigid is my absolute
0: favorite bike in the stable. I'm not going to lie. So that sounds mm-hmm.
1: as all our single male listeners getting a raging heart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's let's take that a step further and sure. let them finish. Uh, what what, what do you got in the, in the stable right now? What are your bikes?
2: Uh, so the Visago with a black sheep tie fork on the front. Um uh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, if you knew what she had to go through that. to get that fork. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're going to have a half of hell. Yeah. Uh, so that, um, I have the, the trek domain, uh, that I'm riding. I have a, a guru, uh, a Volo, which is, uh, has some really old Campagnolo record on it, but, um, I love it. It's kind of like my, my winter bike, believe it or not. um, what else do I have? Is it the one have- that's parked out front right now? It is. Oh, okay. Yeah. With
0: your campy record carbon. Uh-huh. God, I hate you so much. Okay, continue.
2: I have uh I have a mosaic, a custom mosaic girl bike love steel cross bike that is uh my second greatest love, I'll have to say. Um what else do I have? I have a a Raleigh um what is that? It's the uh it's a single-speed belt-drive cross bike. How's that? Oh,
0: uh, I know what you're the talking Furley? about. I, I'm going to look it up. No,
2: no, no. It's the... um. I actually have the... Oh, they're like Superfly,
1: single-speed world, cyclocross worlds. Yeah, I have the cyclocross oh, worlds he, version. Oh, you bitch.
0: <laughs> I, I, you know, I liked you up until this point. I'm not going to lie. Now I hate you. Uh, I got a cruiser, see, you know? You know? Bikes. I have an old cruiser. Oh, that's not even... I'm trying to find out what the name of that bike is because...
1: So obviously all of those, you know, Raleigh, Mosaic, Visago, Trek, they kind of get your stamp of approval as far as making really good products for women.
2: You know, the reality of it is that everybody is making a really great bike right now. Um, and it, and it's, all, it's, you know, it's rider specific. I mean, each person has to find the bike that's right for them. When people ask me what bike should I buy, without going shopping with them and really being there to make sure that they get the right fit and all of that stuff, my answer is ride a ton of different bikes, buy the bike that makes you the happiest, because that's the one you'll ride, and then you'll buy the bike that's really right for you next time.
0: And you know, I worked in shops on and off for 14 years, and I will tell you that you will be the happiest on any bike that fits you.
2: Well, yeah, but I mean...
0: Make sure you buy a bike that fits you. And, Kyle, tell your girlfriend this. There's, there's a lot of marketing uh, out there that's, you know, you need this, you need that. No, you need a bike that fits you. Um, I see a lot of people, men and women, riding around town on these bikes that are far too large for them. It's going to make your body hurt, and you're just going to put that bike in your garage, and you're never going to touch it again. Um, don't let anybody sell you a bike that doesn't fit you. I don't care how nice it is. If it doesn't fit you, you're going to hate it. Uh, And that's very important, especially for women, because I think a lot of bike shop employees now, because they are so used to men, they are so used to men shoppers, they are so used to to males coming in looking for a bike. They know how to fit a male. You are not a male. Your body is different. Uh, You need to tell them if it doesn't fit you, if it doesn't feel right, if it hurts. Don't buy, buy the damn bike. Damn bike. I, I, I cannot stress that, that, that enough. I, I saw, saw that so many tough. times. Uh, anyway, anyway sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, that but that, I mean,
2: that. I totally agree with you. I think the trickiest part, though, is finding a really good bike fitter. And I, I think
0: it's. Your boyfriend sucks, sucks as a bike fitter. Do, don't yeah, take him don't, with you. Yeah, don't. You know, Should
1: boyfriends just, <laughs> or husbands who ride just be left at home? Seriously, Sometimes. I mean, well, you
2: know, one of the biggest problems is that a, a, a man and woman walk into the bike shop. The man says, we're looking for a bike for her. And the salesperson talks to the guy. Yeah. He doesn't You're talk to the woman and the ask her the time. questions.
1: Yeah, that's exactly you what know? happened when we went to buy a bike for my wife. Yeah. Um, babe, babe.
0: babe. Babe, buy this bike. No, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Just let your girlfriend. Trust me. Trust me. Seriously. I mean, (laughs) along those lines,
1: how important do you think it is that a shop kind of have that woman, that female salesperson on staff? I mean, that seems like that's always kind of hit or miss. I know that I went to a bike shop in Denver with my wife when she was looking to buy a bike, and. They didn't have a woman on staff, but the men were just as capable of helping her out and I know that when I went to look at likes with my sister in a whole different state the the woman who was there was absolutely perfect and was exactly who she needed to speak to so um
2: well, I think the reality of it is that none of this is actually gender specific. Um, knowledge isn't gender specific and neither is, um, the bike that you need to buy. I mean, that's, that's the reality of it. We're, we're riders, we're all, um, individuals. We have different needs as cyclists, uh, as far as our body goes and also as our desire as, of you know, as riders, our goals, our ambitions, all of that stuff. So, um, Yes, I think that women tend to feel more comfortable when they walk into a shop and there's a woman on the floor. I think it goes a long way in improving shop etiquette and all of that stuff to have a woman on staff. <laughs> we right. have to
0: pretend like we're not horrible people. When I said the word around. etiquette. i drunk cyclists. I don't know what any of those words mean. I'm sorry. I said it. Yeah. Yeah. And like shops the- don't say, hey, sugar tits anymore because yeah. they that have a woman on staff. This was drunk cyclist history was made just now. <laughs> Well, and, and also a little uh, aside for any female who is searching for a bike, I am. Um, I'm going to use air quotes again. I work quote in the industry. I spend a lot of time looking at the specs of bicycles, and I can tell you that a women-specific bicycle is very often the only difference between a women-specific bicycle and a men's bike is the handlebar, the handlebars, the color scheme, and the saddle. So you have to be really careful. A lot of that is just marketing. Um, it's, it doesn't, doesn't always mean that it's made, that it's made for you. So, so if you fit be better on a men's bike, ride men's bike. the men's bike. You know, you if, know if you're five, five foot nine, you probably don't need that extra small women's specific bike. Specific so, so just, just be aware. You know, educate yourself before you go into the shop. Because there's, there's assholes, assholes like me, like me who have been in the shop forever that are just going to put you on whatever will get me a commission, you know, <laughs> like, maybe you not me. me, but there are people out there yeah. like that. But <laughs> but I, tits, I mean, it I, it think I think that it right, yeah. goes back to what or you were saying,
2: find a good bike fitter to start with and, Absolutely. and go from there.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So yeah. good bike fitter, bike you're comfortable on, and, and when in doubt, light. go light.
2: Absolutely.
1: Okay.
0: So, so this, this was this was a very serious, a very serious podcast. podcast. Like this, this was legit, legit stuff. stuff. We're gonna have to get I some strippers we should just and fart and
1: curse for the next eight minutes. To the <laughs> next podcast will be the night like an hour long fart. <laughs> we should have brought the tape recorder. Went to the strip club last right. weekend there to, we go. to go. film we eaten things. Yeah, out. <laughs> I need another beer. <laughs> I think we only got one more left. So one grab more it. you should take it.
0: <laughs> you might need it.
1: So aside from all the awesome stuff that Girl Bike love. Does you guys also kits? Are they still yes. available? Mm-hmm. So they're support. almost
2: always available. Pactimo is our 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 kit. We
1: are Pactimo ours as well? No,
0: no. we do Volare.
1: Okay. All right. Uh,
0: where on your website are they? Where can I find them?
2: Yeah, <laughs> they're not on there. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's, <laughs> fire your <laughs> <you're laughs> website! <manpower. Okay>. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna fire what? myself. Yep. <laughs> I, yeah. I need you're, to. You're of so, so,
2: yeah.
1: so, but if you go to Pactimo's website, you can find the Girl Bike Love. Yeah, Jersey's, it's, bibs.
2: Yeah, we have a team store, so okay. search for the Girl by Glove team
0: store. Can you uh, send, send good old D2 a link so I can mm-hmm. link it to this? For sure. All right, so if you're a woman out there, you're listening, I'm going to put a link on this, to mountain bike radio, so that you're able to find the team kits. And then I'm going to scold Sarai for not having it on her website, where it's easy to find.
1: And Twin Sex That's does okay. shirts. Cycle t-shirts, shirts. yep. Yeah. And... Uh, if you, I mean, it, it seems like to some degree girl, bike, love kind of along the lines of dirt rag, you'll accept contributions. You don't have, um, you know, obviously you want things that are well written, but if any women out there are interested in sharing their stories, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you to do that? To
2: email me at, uh, Sarai, S-A-R-A-I at com.
1: Okay. Cool.
2: We like stories.
1: I like stories, stories. too. Stories. Um, pictures pictures like we said earlier instagram twitter facebook the big what's the the hashtag
0: ambassador
1: ambassador cyclofem girl bike love
0: we ride
2: together, that's we, ride one. together. Okay. Yeah. That's that's we ride
0: together okay yeah that's <laughs> all hashtag we ride together okay let's do Here it you go that sounds too hard for me right now anything I'm, I'm, else that keep... you
1: feel we didn't touch on that you want to get out there for the masses
2: no, I think we drank enough beer and
1: talked enough talk.
0: We got through an hour and she didn't slap either one of us. Have we done another <laughs> job? Sl- I've, known, <laughs> I've known her for like three years and she's
1: yet to slap me. Still... <laughs> Day's not over. I know. <laughs> Whatever. There's still one more beer I drove, beer her, left I drove your cat say. to the vets. You have to be nice to me. Right.
0: Awkward. Yeah. Well, uh, we are, we are heading toward the, the very final minutes of the Drunk Cyclist podcast. Uh, and as always, uh, I'd like to say if you guys do have questions, comments, D2 at com. More importantly, if you or anyone you know brews beer, uh, we are always looking for beer sponsors. Uh, and that, that means if beers you want to review. Right. right. Last, last last week, we did uh, BelchGear.com. They, they sent, sent us some, some cool t-shirts, t-shirts and some, some of their homebrew, as well as some, some fine samplings from, samplings from the Northland North in Minnesota. They sent us some great, great beers. They were awesome. And we drank them and got drunk, and it was a lovely, lovely time. We would love to do that with your beers. So if you brew beer and you're brewery, please do contact us. Or if you make barbecue... Right. And
1: you want us to eat your food? How about exactly. bourbon? bourbon? Bourbon. Oh, bourbon God. works.
0: She said the magic words. Um, yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much anything. anything. If you uh, if you are doing something cool that we need to know about, please do let us know.
1: Yeah, or I mean, shit. I'll review underwear. I don't care. Says yeah.
0: uh. <laughs> the guy wearing cut-off jean shorts and chamois. <laughs> I'm a right never nude. <laughs> 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 According um, to doing the Tobias.
1: Yeah, and while we're uh, wrapping things up, as usual, we want to give a big thanks to everyone at Mountain Bike Radio for like we always say, they give us the platform to say what we want, but they don't restrict what we get to talk about. So that's great. Um, Mountain Bike Radio, they have plenty of awesome uh, podcasts available, not just ours. They also have gear. They have an app for your iPhone, for your Android. So check all that stuff out. Enjoy it. Listen to the podcasts. Waste your time at work
0: please for god's (laughs) sakes waste your time at work
1: and uh drunk cyclist also had we just got some new gear made available um i don't remember the website right (laughs) Uh,
0: neither do i it's it's
1: through a third party because dirty got tired of stuffing envelopes and really who can blame him because he has a regular (laughs) job but um there is drunk cyclist apparel we have t-shirts we have hoodies um
0: hang on i'm gonna find it they're
1: awesome d2 i'm trying to think of filler (laughs)
0: <laughs> while I look up words well, <laughs> you know, okay soft goods okay out of this one too. Uh, it's <laughs> a dyak oh my god, this is not going to work okay A-day, adayak.com dot com slash drunk cyclist yeah that 's a lot of words um that 's where you can find our soft goods for the moment i'll i'll be a i 'll be a swell guy and i 'll make sure there 's a link directly to that on drunkcyclist.com so, for those of you who drank too much during the podcast and have no idea what letters I just said, there will be a link on the website to our soft goods. At the moment, there's hoodies, there's t-shirts uh, for both men's and women's, uh, and it's our our classic, very high demand ransom note t-shirt. So, that is uh, on the on the website uh, by the time this website comes or this podcast comes out. So, please click on that. Sarai, Sarai thank, thank you for for joining us, and I'm glad you didn't roll your eyes so much that you fell off your stool. Uh, Me too. A pleasure. Forty hands. Thanks, Thanks for Thanks. joining us with your creepy, creepy shorts. <laughs> and uh, that's the D2 or the, D, the D2. Wow! I'm I'm taking wow. over! I'm <laughs> taking over! It's the D2 podcast Jesus now. Jesus Christ! The drunk cyclist. <laughs> Fucking David like the Roth the over influence here. Influence podcast. Bui podcast. Thanks, guys.
1: Have a nice day. Cheers. Ride. Drink. beers